Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, SFFYA listeners. Welcome to Backlist to the Future, our new bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and occasionally dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, recording on September 27th, and today we're going to talk about fashion in SFF. This is inspired partly by the Emmy's red carpet. I thought that Natalie Emanuel and Halsey and Laverne Cox and India Moore and Chrissy Metz all looked like space royalty this year. Also inspired by my love for Jupiter Ascending, which has some of the most amazing sci-fi space opera fashion of ever. Uh, Also Project Runway, a longtime favorite of mine. And we've had quite a few conversations on the SFFIA podcast about the continued increase overlap between haute couture and nerd culture. So lots of ground to cover here in only two books, but I'll do my best. Before we get into that, our sponsor for today's episode is Bezcamp by Samuel Satine and Jen Hickman, and it is from Roar, which is the YA imprint of Lion Forge. And this is a dystopian sci-fi graphic novel that questions what happens when we disrespect our resources, both natural and human-made. And it takes place on a planet called Klasu, far from Earth, where humanity is trying again at civilization in the village of Bezcamp. And there are lots of laws and rules governing it, including forbidding the inhabitants against making markings of any kind. So the written word is totally outlawed and language as a result is starting to deteriorate. Uh, The village is also plagued by dangerous beasts that are poisoning their land. And our main character, Nem, is the son of the strongest warrior. And he's supposed to, you know, get rid of the beasts and corruption. But he is really more interested in collecting rare artifacts from the village's ancestors than fighting as who wouldn't be. So Nem has to go on a journey outside the city's walls to protect their way of life. And as he goes on this journey, he starts to question what he knows of Bezkamp's history and unlocks some of the secrets of his people's suppressed pasts. So if you love graphic novels, stories about the power of the written word and the importance of truth, which certainly seems relevant to us all today, you will want to check this out. Again, that is Bezcamp by Samuel Satine and Jen Hickman, and it will be available in stores this October. All right, so let's talk about fashion. And I want to talk about two books where fashion is so integral to the plot that you can't take it out, but integral in very different ways. And the first is Persona by Genevieve Valentine, which is actually the first in a two-book series. I have read both and really enjoyed them. And this is like if you took 
the United Nations and like turned it into a Miss Universe competition, that's what you would have uh, in this sort of weird near future. Celebrity ambassadors are a thing. Like you get you become an ambassador by being glamorous and beautiful and like, you know, selected by your country to go. And you have a handler who is the one who does all the actual political wheelings and dealings. But you are the face of it, the glamorous face of your country. And Suyana, who is the face, capital F, of the United Amazonia Rainforest Confederation, uh, she is actually hiding behind her glamour and pretty face and pretending to just be just a pretty face. She's hiding quite a lot. And as the story unfolds, you learn more and more about what she is hiding. And it is... So interesting because this is like an action thriller. This is a political thriller. Like she ends up on the run and there's a paparazzi, you know, photographer who gets sucked in for being in the wrong place at the wrong time and, you know, taking a photo of an assassination attempt that he shouldn't have been there for. And Suyana has to figure out, you know, who else is hiding what and who can she trust and who can she not trust. And it's really fun. It's kind of like James Bondy in that way. But I love this idea of like, because we already turn political figures into celebrities in certain ways. Like if you think about the British royal family in particular, and like what if they were, you know, this was more common and this was what the UN was like, like the UN was just a fashion show. What would it be like to be one of those people who's a face but not actually got any real power? And then what would you do if you wanted to make change and that was who you were. And the way that appearances are discussed in this book is fascinating. Valentine is a total fan of fashion. She, on her website, GenevieveValentine.com, will sometimes do red carpet rundowns that I always love to read. They're always so interesting. And she has such a unique take on what it is that's going on on a red carpet. I have learned a ton about fashion from reading those. So you can really see her interest in it both as, you know, an aesthetic, but then actually, why do people use fashion the way they do? And what do, what do you communicate to the world with your fashion sense or by using, you know, certain poses or certain affects or certain faces when you're getting, you know, a photograph taken of you? Like, there's so many layers to this that I had honestly never thought about before I read this book. And, you know, personas and the way we use appearances to judge others are so relevant to our daily lives. And then there's also, you know, sort of the glitzy, glammy, like, oh, which angle is my best aspect to it? So there's, there's like the fun side and then the really fascinating, thought-provoking side. And it's all smashed up into this spy thriller situation. So there's a lot going on here. I really love this series. I hope that someday there will be more of them because it's a really fun world to inhabit. And again, that's Persona by Genevieve Valentine. And then for my fantasy pick, I couldn't not pick The Bone Witch by Rin Chupeko, which is a three-book series that is complete, and I really loved the whole series. But this book is about a young woman named Taya who discovers that she has the power of necromancy, and she lives in this really lushly imagined sort of medieval-type world, but much more international than the, like, you know, medieval England look-alike fantasies. 
And she has to go to, you know, be trained as a bone witch. And there are other women with magical powers in this world, but the power of necromancy is very limited and both feared and much needed because there are demons in these worlds that bone witches need to protect everybody else from. And so she goes to be trained and she is facing a lot of stigma and she's facing a lot of struggles in terms of, you know, her own difficulty in accepting the authority of these people who are not treating her particularly well in a lot of cases. And this book inhabits two timelines. We also see her in a future where she's like working on taking over the world with some undead beastie demons. And you're like, how did we get here? And the story unfolds over the course of these three books to show you like, how do these match? You know, how do we get from one timeline to the other? Uh, and it's it's really enjoyable and I love it. But what's so interesting about Taya's training is that there's a lot of emphasis on appearance and like what clothing are you wearing and what does your clothing say about where you are in your training and what does it say to the clients who hire you because these witches are also a little bit like geisha they're entertainers they're very highly skilled musicians and dancers and you know they are much sought after by both you know political people and the rich and so part of her job, in addition to, like, dealing with demons, is to entertain clientele and, you know, sing songs and recite poetry. And every, you know, gesture that she makes and every article of clothing that she wears or charms that she puts in her hair matters. These details matter. And the clothing also, and the ornaments in particular, have some power baked into them, which is so cool. And if you are a fan, like I am, of fashion generally, like a, the aesthetics of fashion, but then also thinking about how it affects us and what it means, and then also thinking about what it means in a feminist context, like what does it mean to be the object of that kind of scrutiny and to be both held up but also measured by your appearance and, and valued based on what you can accomplish with your appearance. I think Chupeco is really examining all of that. And so female power, both appearance-wise and then like literally the power that Taya has, this magical power, is all coming together in this story in really fascinating and interesting ways. And I just love it. And I think that, you know, you can read it without caring too much about the fashion, but I think there's levels here that are much more interesting to think about and add so much to the story if you do pay attention to the way that fashion shows up again and again in the story. So that is The Bone Witch by Rin Chupeco, first in a three-book series. The series is done. I highly recommend it. And that has been today's little mini episode on fashion. I might have to do more of these. It's a thing I love to talk about. And there's always more to talk about in terms of books and fashion. So we'll see. But thank you for listening to today's. If you have theme ideas or requests, feel free to hit us up at sffyeah at bookriot.com. We would also love a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us know how we're doing and helps other listeners to find the show. And you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter as Jen IRL, Jen with two N's, IRL. And I'm on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. 